Hello and welcome to Tea and Talk with Toya. I'm your host, Latoya Nicole, best-selling author, belief therapist, life coach, and organizer with SOLO Coaching and Consulting. Tune in every Tuesday for Tea and Talk about soul-penetrating topics, challenging mindsets that stagnate us. Because too often our limiting beliefs hinder us from living our lives by design. So if you are ready to unpack and move forward with your desires, stay tuned. You owe it to yourself to become everything you've ever dreamed. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you're off to a great day so far. Wherever you are in your day when you hear this, I hope that it is going well for you. I am your host, Latoya Nicole, and today's tea is about de-stressing. Before we can get into any tips on lowering stress, let's be clear about what stress is. I know, I know we know. We know what stress is. Duh. But I just wanted to mention it anyway. So what is stress? Allow me to tell you. <laughs> stress is, um, it's the feeling of being overwhelmed or unable to cope with mental or emotional pressure and inability to cope with it. And this, and stress can come from like an event or a thought that makes you feel frustrated, angry, or nervous. Y'all will be surprised how easily we can become stressed. I mean, it's so easy. And according to like research, they say the main three causes of stress would be money, work, and poor health. So we know we stress at work, overworked and underpaid. We know when we're in a financial bind, the, the, the first thing some of us do is stress out because we're like, oh my God, how am I going to pay these bills? We know we do that. Um, but I wanted to touch on the poor health just for like two seconds. And poor health, this is talking about physical health. But from an emotional wellness perspective, let me just say something concerning emotional health. Poor emotional health is due to unprocessed pain. That stuff that we suppressed, that stuff that we won't go talk to a counselor about, the stuff that we won't journal because I don't like to write. That stuff that happened to us in childhood and it's shown up in our adulthood, but we haven't made the connection. The unprocessed pain causes you to stress. And here's why. Let me make the connection. Because if stress comes from an event or thought that makes you feel frustrated, angry, or nervous, unprocessed pain, there's a trigger to it. So if you are triggered by an event or you're triggered by a thought, then boom, you're stressed. And no, and normally, the unprocessed pain, because it's not processed, you will constantly be triggered. So you're constantly going to be in a state of stress. And that, my friend, is not good for your body at all. So how does stress affect us? mentally, physically, and emotionally. Allow me to elaborate. So when stress becomes overwhelming and prolonged, get this, the risk 
for mental health problems increases, you guys. Imagine prolonged stress. <clears throat> Excuse me. So long-term stress increases the risk of anxiety, depression, problems sleeping. And I've said this before. And guess what else? Substance use problems. Substance use, yeah, you could you could pop pills, prescription, or you could actually end up doing something else. This is what stress does to us emotionally and mentally. And then physically, okay, I'm sure everyone knows this, but it increases your blood pressure. And not only that, not sure if you guys knew this, but you will have all types of stomach problems. So you go to the doctor all of a sudden and you have gastro problems and you didn't have them before. Your body is indicating to you that it's under stress. So what you would need to do is figure out where it's coming from and deal with it before it deals with you, period. And another thing stress does, if you're married or in a committed relationship, because I know everybody's not married, then you're, there, there will be like, problems sexually in your relationship due to stress. I mean, stress will shut you down, like literally shut you down. And we don't want that. So we want to start doing things to become less stressed, boosting our emotional health. And there are so many things that we can do. I'm only going to touch on like eight maybe, but there are so many different things that we can do. But here is a start. These are some of the things that I personally do because I don't want to be stressed out. Because trust me, when I used to get stressed out and triggered a lot, I can feel that stuff in my chest really, really bad. It was horrible. And I don't want to be like that because I'm already in the process of correcting what I, what I damaged already by changing my diet and drinking herbal teas and different stuff like that. I am I am in correction mode. So if you can stop it before it starts, that would be great. But I know most of us are older and we've already experienced so much. So now is the time to get a counselor. Now is the time to go and buy a journal and stop saying um, you don't like to write. I'm pretty sure if you work on a job, you are writing. So that should not be an excuse. That's like the easiest way to encourage emotional health is writing. Okay. So ways to be less stressed and boost your emotional health. Number one, and this is what I do. I love it. <laughs> so set your intentions for the week. Yes, that means writing a to-do list setting your goals, however you want to word that. This actually helps you to mentally prepare for the week of, ahead. This is not to say things will not happen that you didn't have on your list because it will. But because you already have that mental preparation going on in your mind, if something, if, if a monkey wrench is thrown into something, it won't completely take you off course. Because mentally, you've built up that strength and you're like, oh, okay, I got this. You see what I'm saying? So that helps you to be less stressed. Because when we are all over the place, that causes stress. 
This is why as an organizer, I'm not just helping you organize a spot in your house or whatever y'all think. <laughs> this organization thing goes way deeper than your closet, your kitchen, your bathroom. As a matter of fact, I can help you with all that, but I prefer not to. I'm, I'm with the emotional organization. That's, that's where I'm coming from with mine. So another, another way to be less stressed is to avoid claiming stress as your identity. Y'all, words, our words, words, period, but our words, the stuff we say, become self-fulfilling prophecy. So I'm not going to walk around here saying I'm this or I'm that, you know, especially if it's something negative, because I, I find that people say things thinking it's cute. Oh, girl, I'm so uh. no, 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 no. It will become a self-fulfilling prophecy and where you were just joking and casually talking just to get people to like you. And think you're cool by speaking negative on yourself, which I don't understand that that concept. But anyway, you will then find yourself actually in the position in which you spoke yourself into. Let me reiterate, you are more powerful than you give yourself credit for. Stop claiming stuff as your identity. That's not your identity. Okay, get creative. That's another way to boost emotional health. You do know creativity boosts your confidence, right? And a lot of times when we get stressed, our, our confidence takes a turn downward. <laughs> and doing something creative will actually help boost that. Writing, I just said that, writing, hello. Cooking, even coloring, because sometimes I'll color. My daughter has coloring books. My, do my daughter loves to draw. I'll color her stuff. I will color. Or, you know, if you want to be grown, grown about it, they do make adult coloring books. However, if you want to be really grown and fancy, you can go to a place like um, Painting with a Twist. You're just painting. You're not using a crayon. Same thing. So that will help too. Just get creative, you guys. I mean, writing, you know, that's that's my strong suit. So that's normally um, what I do. Like I said, I do color, but that is like a last resort for me to color because I like to write. Some of my some of my best blogs come from when I'm actually doing a brain dump because that's actually what I do before I go to bed. I journal. Because I don't want to go to sleep with the cares of that day with me in my sleep. Because what that does is it's not going to allow you to get proper sleep. Because you're still going to be bogged down from the cares of the day before. So if you dump it all out, if you get it all out, get it off your mind, get it off your chest, whatever you want to say. 20 minutes before you go to bed every night, you will find a difference in your sleep. And utilize lavender essential oils. If you have an essential oil diffuser, put it in your bedroom and um, add the water, add the oil, and let it go. And that's going to help you to sleep as well. Okay? The next way, get proper rest. Wow, 
<laughs> kind of goes with what I just said, huh? Yeah, get proper rest. Proper rest means going to bed at a decent hour. Remember, when it's dark outside, you're supposed to be resting um, because your body detoxes and heals as you sleep. So if you're going to sleep at 2 o'clock in the morning, you are missing out on great healing. And there are people that go to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning and get back up for 8. You're missing out on a lot. You're missing out on that self-healing. And that could be why your body's under stress too. So get some rest. Turn off the electronic devices at least an hour before you go to bed. You'll sleep better then too. Because a lot of times our brains, our minds are so stimulated by technology, it's hard for us to go to sleep. Use the lavender essential oil. Even if you have to rub some in the middle of your forehead, do that. Whatever you have to do, use the lavender essential oil. Um, another way is to pra practice deep breathing techniques. So I remember, I don't know what teacher did this, but I remember a teacher telling us to breathe. Breathe. And, and back then, I never understood why, especially when we were upset. But I get it now. Because when we practice um, the deep breathing techniques, like as soon as we feel anxious, worried, fearful, it is good to pull away and take a moment to take those deep breaths because slow breathing actually calms you down. So, yes, you can find those on YouTube. <laughs> um, another way. It's to walk more. Yeah, go outside of your house. Walk around. Fresh air, nature, physical movement, they all encourage emotional and mental health. Yeah. Get some sun, especially you melanated people. The sun is your friend. I know people, I know people have told you the sun was the enemy. But if melanin is condensed sunlight, and you have melanin in your body, how would the sun be an enemy to you? Yeah. Um, another thing, forgive. And this is number, it should be like number seven. And I said I was going over eight. Forgive. So you guys do know a hurt once forgiven loses its emotional charge. Yeah. It, it loses it. It loses the ability to stress you out and send you emotionally spiraling. It makes you less inclined to be triggered. Remember I talked about the triggers earlier? We're triggered because we're still holding the person that hurt us in our spirits. But forgiving them releases them. So forgiving is so that you can be, you know, where you need to be emotionally. It doesn't really have anything to do with that person except for you take your power back from them. Because as long as you're holding someone in your spirit and they have the power to send you emotionally spiraling and stress out your organs like that, because that's what that does. As long as they have the power to do that, you are powerless. So forgiving them 
actually now forgiving doesn't mean you condone what they did listen to what i'm saying forgiving them releases them out of your spirit so that you can take your power back because as long as they have the power and these people probably going on with their life they probably don't even remember what they did and that's the crazy thing I don't know if they're lying, but sometimes they, I don't even remember doing that. But you still give them the power. And you are powerless because you still have your power in the hands of someone that did something 10 years ago and they don't even remember. So they say. So this is not about them. This is about encouraging your emotional wellness. Forgiving is a process. This is not something you can just wake up and do. It's a process. Seek counseling. Talk to a therapist. Whomever you got to talk to. Whatever steps you have to take. Whatever that looks like for you. I know when I started my process of forgiving. I, I had to understand a lot of things. And the first thing I had to understand was. This hurt person hurt me. In doing that, I, I was able to slowly begin to peel away from the person on an emotional level so that I can take my power back. Now, don't get me wrong. Took my power back. I've disconnected from people. And they still think I'm walking around here with hate in my heart because I don't want anything to do with them. That's the weird thing. But that, it doesn't trigger me anymore. <laughs> I'm not triggered by that. You know why? Because I don't have them in my spirit anymore. I did the work and I did what I had to do. And the last thing, because I said I was only going to do eight, improve your nutrition. Now... A lot of us eat, eat, eat on the go. We're constantly moving, moving, moving. Sit down. Take a moment to sit down. Chew your food <laughs> and eat. Okay? Um, another thing you would want to do is reduce or eliminate. I, I vote for elimination because trust me, I know all about this. Process and refine sugars and carbs. Here's why, because I know somebody's like, well, why we got to do that? I know you emotional eaters know what I'm talking about. I, I was an emotional eater once in my life, so I know you guys get this. And most of the time, I would always go to sweet stuff. And here's why. When stress is chronic, our bodies produces high levels of the stress hormone cortisol. Cortisol triggers cravings for salty, sweet, and fried foods. So when we're emotionally eating, we're stress eating. We're feeding the stress. We're not, we're not processing. We're not figuring out what's going on. Our body's indicating, hey, 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 it's something not right here. Take care of me. We're not doing that. We just feed the problem, which makes the problem bigger or worse. Because if every time you get stressed out and you start eating, 
it's it's going to show up in other ways. You can become diabetic. You you can become you can have high blood pressure as I said earlier. You can have all types of um stomach problems, migraines. There are a lot of people I know that suffer from bad migraines when they get stressed out, the heart palpitations, cardiovascular issues, period. Because like I said, remember I said earlier, when I would get stressed, I felt it in my chest. So, oh, and all different types of muscle problems. Yeah. And yeah, you can go, you can go and seek counseling to see, get to the root of things. Get to the root of why you're stressing. And once you get to the root of why you're stressing and what what's going, what's really going on, then then you'll be able to eliminate easily the stress eating. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I hope something I said today um, helps in some way. If it does, please don't forget to share. You can just copy the link and share it on your platforms, helping other people um, to de-stress. And take care of their bodies. Have a wonderful day, everyone. And thank you so much again for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Tea and Talk with Toya. If there was anything shared that resonated with you, please share on your platforms. I'd greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to hit that follow button to be alerted on all upcoming episodes. Have a wonderful day.